0: going on dates our friend
1: by the way yeah she are, she's dating her well not okay hold on she's not dating date. they went what on date? a date they're going on dates yeah. yes um but anyway she <laughs> comes back to my life after like 10 years and immediately she's just calling me like a little bitch and i'm like dude what is, i haven't even talked to you <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like dude we picked up like nothing left off but i don't know i feel like that's
2: how we are we can go, like, a year without talking and then be like, hey, what's up, and Same old, same old. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's, that's how it is with a lot of people, too. Well, not a lot of people. The just good ones. The good ones, yeah. Mostly the... Hello.
2: Hello. Hello. What's up? Wow, I really have to talk loud in this mic. I need to get a new one. You want
1: this one? No. Does it make a difference <laughs> without the buffer? The phone? This is trying to stream on Twitch, Hello. so he wants to know. Hello? No, I mean, I, I noticed Hello. that makes a difference with mine a little bit
2: are you streaming on twitch
1: yeah for fun
2: that is actually i just don't know what it sounds like in the headphones uh, don't yolo try. we're trying it okay we don't have intros do we have like a specific intro that we want to do or you guys just want to
1: i've never done this i have no intros Introduce like do you w- like should we do what are we filming oh. right now
2: yeah we're going oh, we okay. just start. i can i can start it anywhere that like i can cut it
1: nice That's fun. um yeah, do you want us to introduce ourselves? Please do. Chelsea, this feels like an interview, like, tell me about yourself. Like, it oh, kind of like is, but this.
2: it's more just like us shooting the shit about a more specific topic, and then mm-hmm. people can be like a fly on the wall.
0: That's fair. Be- the gabsy.
2: Yeah, the gabsy <laughs> in the background.
0: Well, who are, who are you? Tanner Geddes, 27 years old. Been friends with Chelsea for who knows how many years? Since how many? we were
2: 12. Since we were 12? Yeah.
0: Since we were 12, so that's 15 years
1: yeah wait so how long have i known
0: you
2: i think we met about the same time at like a party in sixth grade. Dude. Yeah. Ah, yeah
1: okay yeah that's it was like fun.
0: a new year's eve party or something yeah i remember that
2: so she was she had like mixed schools there before we were all in junior high and
1: right well i am tyler brown i'm 28 years old like his older brother kind of <laughs> you know at least that's what that's what we say around the house, right?
2: And how long have you two known each other?
1: Um, Since sixth grade. So however old you are oh, okay. in sixth grade. Yeah. 11? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were kind of talking about that on the way here. Yeah, um, yeah we've known each other for a really long time. So, yeah, man, you've, you've been good? You like that? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Okay, cool. But, uh, yeah, what about you? Uh, Who am I? Yes, I would like to know more about you. Yeah, right back at you. (laughs) Right back at you. If we're doing it, you have to do it too.
2: Well, (coughs) switcheroo, didn't expect that one. I'm 28, lost, finding my way Mm. constantly, it Mm -hmm. seems. And trying to really foster the friendships that are meaningful to me, which are your guys's and absodies and the by proxy (laughs) friends that join into the group you know um i just think i'm trying to focus on relationships in my life these days so that's where i'm at
0: nice
1: yeah Yeah. i love that been doing something similar i'm like one of those people that um let's call it boundaries i'm having a hard time with boundaries okay you know what i'm saying where you like People are inviting you to all these different things, asking you for all these different favors and whatnot. And it kind of occurred to me a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing what I want to with the people I want to do them with. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's just Priorities. No- yeah, it's nice to have that like that thought. You're like, oh, I'm missing out on the time that I like want to spend with people, like trying to people please all around.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: doing doing that kind of thing. So
2: I recently had two of my closest friends pass away. And so I went through this weird, like, I either became super helicoptery over a couple of my friends, or I like completely disengaged from others. Uh-huh. And I think it was mostly just out of like fear, right? Like, oh, like if I really love this person and they die, then that's like super scary. Right. <laughs> and terrible. And so, like, why have any friends at all, you know? Yeah. But. Than the friendships I do have that I was like, oh no, like I need to foster the ones I really care about because things like this happen, right? Yeah, so
1: yeah, that's interesting. So it was just like quantity dis- disengagement <laughs> because yeah. of just afraid people are gonna leave,
2: yeah, quality over quantity, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, it was also just like I think a knee jerk reaction to losing For one sure. friend and then another one so suddenly, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I think I was at least able to recognize it. Like, oh, why am I texting Gabby 800 times a day? She's probably overwhelmed. (laughs) Probably. But I don't know. I think you realize that your friends are going through things if behavior changes drastically. And then you're like, oh, okay. Like, how do we adjust and how do we help them out?
1: Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. You ever had anything like that with me? Where you're like, dude, Tyler's being different. What's up? Like, I got to act differently. You're probably, like, one of the only people I know that I could, like, probably ask that to.
2: You guys are, like, brothers. Yeah, for real, yeah. no. For real. Wait, so
0: is, ask me that like one more time. would you...
1: I don't know. You know how, like, you can observe people's behavior and you're like, I'm going to act this way. I'm going to change in this way towards him because he seems to be doing a thing.
0: No, I feel like I kind of treat you and see you the same. Just so, always, just
1: baseline?
0: Well, I'll be honest, you're a little this guy, you know what I mean? Uh, well, we all are. I mean, we all we are. We all are. Yeah. But I feel like I've known you so long that I can just like tell, yeah, like, oh, this dude's – something's going on. Yeah, I got gotcha.
2: you. Maybe he noticed it more like when you guys were first friends and, like, he was trying to get to know those parts of you, but,
0: but – Yeah, but like, like I said,
1: that was, like, when we were 11. Yeah. The results, like, you don't really <laughs> – Now it's, like, the back cheeky. of your hand. So for doing the math, that's, like, 15-plus years. <laughs> that's, like – I don't even know, like <laughs> – I, that's all, like, a blur. And I stuff.
2: don't feel like I'm 28. Mm. No. i feel like i'm maybe still 15 just in a 28 year old body yeah yeah I,
0: I was about to say i feel like i'm still a child and i want to be a child for the rest of my life yeah yeah but when i go on like a jog my knees start hurting like, god damn it <laughs> maybe, you know like my go like hiking yesterday walking downhill like ah, this is not like i can feel it in my knees this is terrible
2: yeah woke up hungover. yeah struggling
0: just can't do it like i used to
1: <laughs> that's funny no I've always, I was at work the other day and, um, uh, somebody said, they're like, they asked me, how old are you? I was like, I'm 28. They're like, they we're like really surprised. And I was like, well, they're like, you don't seem 20. I was like, oh, do I, do I look younger? They're like, no, you act younger. <laughs> and I was like, that's, I don't know if that's I think a good that's thing the key or bad though. thing.
2: Like it doesn't, age really doesn't matter as you get older. And I got introduced to that because I'm dating someone 20 years older than me. And I got first, it was super jarring. Mm-hmm. I'm like wait what like i need to process this i need to um like it was a topic in my head and then i was like why doesn't he care about this because he's realized over 20 years that age doesn't, doesn't matter. matter yeah and that he still wants to act like his kids age which is a teenager and have fun and that's how we should all really like that's how you best enjoy life you know what i mean
0: I want to know one of our best i guess maybe Absolutely, can agree with me. Our best purchases this year, Lagoon season pass, man.
2: Yes,
0: <laughs> it's so fun, or got...
2: you can't. Anymore. I know,
0: <laughs> like I could still, I'm not throwing up quite yet on those rides, you know. But
2: listen, the last time we went to Lagoon, <laughs> also hungover, yeah. Remember
0: that? You brought like Carl's Jr. Something? I was like, Oh my god, I got me to throw up, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, it was Questar Lagoon Day or some shit, yeah. I remember that, and you did not hang well. Mm-mm. So I was left on my own quite a bit. That's
1: funny. How old, How long was that ago? That was like four years ago. Uh, that's funny. Twenty
2: nineteen, right before the pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. That was a good guess. <laughs>
2: yeah. Nice. Yep. I had a shitty boyfriend that wouldn't go with me, so Tanner came in clutch.
1: Hey, Tanner's <laughs> good for that. He is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got mm-hmm. a shitty boyfriend. Tanner will be there. <laughs>
2: yeah. Or yeah. he'll ditch you at a wedding too. You do that?
0: Do we want to? Be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's actually Caden King's wedding. That's what that's she's talking about, right? Oh, now. that's funny. And Adam Sweeper Thang was in town. Okay. And I was like, oh dude, come to Caden King. Like come to his come to his uh <laughs> come wedding. to his wedding, right? Mm, yeah. I think Chelsea asked me to go too with her. So yeah. I think I was like also invited, so I invited somebody else. Naturally. And my like draw like to get him to come the hook was, Oh hey, it's like a open bar.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like, may have lied. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah,
1: to be fair, Chelsea. Did oh, tell the dude, open wait! Bar. I heard about this. I didn't know you were the one yeah, who laid the information. So that's though. what I was I'm doing. Like, I, I with. wanted
2: to come. It's an open bar.
1: And like,
0: obviously, I haven't seen a lot of those people since high school. So i think, oh, this should be way fun. Like, I'm not LDS anymore. I want to drink with these guys. Open, right. you know what I mean? Like, have a good time. Adam, come hang, dude. Let's open bar. Let's go hang out with everybody. We get there, and what it was. Ordinary like yeah. donuts and chocolate milk or something like that. Right? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't like that, but
2: well, the alcohol was <coughs> in the back.
0: So that that was the thing in the groom's room. Yeah, behind doors, they were taking shots. So of, like, it's not out of like it
2: was a dry wedding. No. It was yeah.
0: Just... No. Well, yeah, exactly. But basically, what I'm saying is it wasn't. You had to go search for it. Yeah. You had to know who was had the stuff. So like, I would go do that, and then me and Adam, uh, you were, and we didn't
2: bring a bottle, so we felt bad too. Yeah.
0: So I think if I remember correctly, me and Adam sneak into the groom's room and there's like this much left in like each bottle. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, Adam, dude, I'm sorry. Like I, I told you it was it's Chelsea's bar. fault. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. anyways, we snuck out to a bar and went and got drinks like during the reception or something like that, right?
2: Yeah, but that was the dancing portion and I was like, <laughs> yeah. where the hell are my friends? Yeah, <laughs> you just were
0: left though. Yeah. Yeah. but
2: I mean, we still got down. There were still a few of us there.
0: Yeah, it was a fun time.
2: That's good. Well, everyone took off to the bars. Yeah. No, but okay. Um, like you said, you weren't Mormon anymore. Mm-hmm. We all grew up active Mormon. And then you guys went on missions.
1: Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I Tell was us about that. Was the goodest of the boys. The best of the best. Yeah. <laughs> I, n- I never did anything
0: wrong. I remember getting an email from Tyler saying that he'd have to come home and really fight to help his mom not drink coffee anymore <laughs> or something
1: like yeah that. i probably said something like that <laughs> like, well crazy. you're
2: in it dude yeah crazy.
1: well and i don't know i always had like a perfectionistic personality anyways and growing up that was like that was my reality that was um truth that was everything you know like god was everything and how what our relationship was meant a lot to me you know and i would kind of say like you know, ever after having, and I'm sure we'll get into some of those details too, but after having been through all that, I don't think a lot has changed in that realm. For me, it's just like how I identify God or like that, whatever it is. Um, I just view it different. I think I understand it better. You know what I'm saying? Totally. I think that um, being in the church... It's just a very simplistic way of looking at things, and I think they pride their themselves on that, and that's like, well, great and all. it's like anybody can understand it, but I think they're doing themselves a disservice by simplifying who God is, what God is, and how to like grow with that. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well if I understand my thoughts on it for sure. I right. am curious to know how you were able to see that. If you were so far in. Yeah. Like, because you're, you're talking about it as an outsider. mm mm-hmm. um, So I'm wondering where the transition was.
1: Well, open the door.
2: Yeah, to you to be like, wait, this might not be the end-all be-all for me. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: well, realistically, I, I when it came to this and pretty much anything else in my life, I was incredibly stubborn about, incredibly stubborn about. In, in college I had a a really good friend who was very angry with the church. You know one of them, right? Like we've all had encounters with one of them. And um would just he sent me all the anti-Mormon literature, all these different things, right? and truthfully it started wearing on me a little bit like you know some things were easy to brush off some things were easy to like contest and like i was really good at contesting like bible bashing was my thing that was like my favorite pastime of was all this time
2: this before or after your mission
1: this was after my mission so
2: yeah you spent 2 years studying it every yeah. single day all day and
1: i i got into it as far as like i don't know if you were like this on your mission but like when it was my study time i was locked in like lo- so the
0: locked in it was my shit
1: See, and I, like, not only the Book of Mormon, but, like, the Bible, like, I loved reading between the lines and, like, finding out, like, what the principle of these things are. Um, but, you know, I would say, like, honestly, it started wearing on me, like, few things here and there. You just find discrepancies in, in truth or in history, right? And um, I, the big thing was at the time I had a girlfriend who um, I was getting pretty serious with. And I was looking to even marry her, you know, right. like I would bought a ring and everything like that. And it came to a point where she was like, look, we have different values. I don't think I want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this Mormon thing. It was great. I thought I wanted to do it because I wanted a different lifestyle. But at the end of the day, like I it's just I don't believe in it. Right. So at that point, I had to explore. Like seriously for myself, okay, is this something that I wanted? Like, could I could I do that?
2: Well, you just pictured your whole life with this person, yep. and then that changed, so it was like a life changing moment that was like, oh, okay, yeah. now I need to look into all of these.
1: Yep. Okay. And it, and it was interesting because. That all was happening around the same time. Like my, my buddy coming in, like send me all this literature and like getting angry with me. We would have screaming matches at each other. Like it was hilarious. Like good friends for sure. Yeah, but, but you're
2: both passionate in what you both believe. Ex-
1: exactly. And he was very passionate about like the fact that like, dude, save yourself kind of thing, you know, yeah. like don't be that. Um, and that kind of happened around the same time. So, but that was the catalyst that made me look at it seriously. Okay, I'm going to take everything out. I'm going to look at it you know, doctrinally, historically, it's like, I want to find truth. And I want to see if I could at least live in a world where am I going to be Mormon and she's not? Or are we both not going to be because she's definitely not going to do it. That means temple marriage is out, right? Stuff like that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, that didn't end up working out. But it um, it but it like, got you thinking. Yeah, it, got, it really got me thinking. But and the so turning. yeah, and so from then that, that point on I really like hundreds and hundreds of hours into just looking at it because I had put so much on it in my life. Yeah. You know, like when I, when I tell you like that was life, like the only thing that mattered was like me and God were good. You know, like he'll take care of me regardless. So now.
2: was that scary?
1: Yeah. And I would almost say that um I would almost say it hasn't changed all that much. Okay. Like like I said at the beginning, like my perspective of who that is is different entirely, but I still value that relationship realistically, right? It doesn't look like, you know, a bearded, a bearded dude in the sky kind of thing, right? It, I don't know what it is. So I don't really know how to articulate that, you know?
2: Yeah for all, for all I, I know that's th- normal.
1: Yeah, for all I know that's like me inside of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. whatever it is, that relationship continues to grow. And I would like to say like I live as if God is real in the sense that like you do good things, right? I don't know. Like you do you do good things and good things happen to you, right? So that gets a little complex, but I'm sure. Oh, but I think you're too.
2: start. you've developed your own belief system that isn't tethered to yeah. the Mormon church.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I would say also I'm probably, um, I don't know, that's not everyone's experience. I'd say from everything that I've observed over the last 10 years, um, my experience is pretty unique. Most people leave incredibly angry yeah and it's it's I think it has something to do with the fact that once you've realized that what you've dedicated your life to isn't divinely led by God right it's led by man it's like imperfect people have their opinions it's a business they have more money than coke you know they have all this money and all these different stocks they do all these things it's like very worldly you get angry super angry I never really had that like time period where I was super angry I just had a time period of like without a foundation you know I'd say that was cool for me that was something but I was able to step back and I'm not really sure what sets me apart in that realm but it was a cool experience to have
2: personally right yeah totally I personally because I've thought about that a little bit the last few years just like having been out now for almost 10 years I have had a lot of friends and family either like go in or come out you know of the church and so I'll just say this one thing always is that a faith crisis is not anything I would wish upon anyone. You know what I mean? When it, that's your whole foundation of your belief, your existence, all of it. Uh, That's terrifying to lose. That's terrifying to have even shake. And so when you finally make the decision to leave something that's so big and has such a large community around you, especially if you're living in the state of Utah, it's left or it's woven into the culture. It's woven into everything. It's even harder to leave. It seems like sometimes, you know, if you're, if you're here and um, I think it's important to talk about though, because like you guys are two very close people who've experienced similar things, but you've had completely different experiences with it, right? So, like, you both have been missionaries. You've both grown up in the church. You've both done all these things. But your experiences within those are so different. And even your beliefs now, probably. We haven't gotten to Tanner, but I don't know. So, it's just, I think, very important to talk about because it is not one lived experience. You know what I mean?
1: hundred percent. I mean, I know we've talked about A little bit. Our experiences. I don't know. We have one of those relationships where it's like, I get you. Like, I see you. Like, we don't even have to get into it super much like we have before and everything. So, I'm almost interested to hear, like, about your experience in that transition. My story leaving the church. Yeah. yeah. So, that's a great
2: segue.
0: I guess I should start with, like you said, it's very personal. Everyone has their own experiences, but we all can, like, connect and, like, understand each other on that sense because it is such a huge culture in yeah. where we grew up. But like I was saying, I think my experience growing up was maybe a little different than yours, being that my parents split up when I was very, very young. Yeah, My mom was n- not active in the church. My dad was very active. I spent most of my time with my mom. So every other week I'd go to church. Right. So I considered myself, I guess you could say inactive my whole young you
2: okay. know, teenage
0: life. You know what I mean? There was moments where it's like, okay, it's time to get my butt into gear. If I want to go on a mission, let's do it. So that's kind of like the last little senior year of high school or whatever time it
1: was. Oh, that was actually a really funny time period <laughs> because he didn't go to seminary at all and had to make it all up. And so <laughs> yeah. Every day he would spend like hours at my house in my basement like trying to make uh, up the seminary. Why summer? do I remember being I, a part of this Because I, <laughs> I was so mad because –
0: I think it was uh, junior year, the first semester, I never went to seminary. Yeah. And then towards the
2: end. That's and- because that's the year you were at Syracuse. Yeah. And we were all going over to Tyler's house during seminary or lunch or yeah. whatever period we didn't want like, to go to. It you- so
1: funny walking into my own home, <laughs> skipping school myself. And so I go in the basement and somebody asks me, What are you doing here? <laughs> What are you talking about, dude? That
0: legit happened. I like. This is like, my I was, house. I'm like going to seminary. I'm going home and eat Tyler's food. Like, go hang yeah. out at Tyler Mountain. Lisa, yeah. Yeah. And, like, Tyler's mom would be there and was cool with it. So, I was yes. like, yeah, sure, I can do that. So, i had like legit. I remember with, like, perfectly this image. I'm like watching One Tree Hill because I'm like obsessed with One Tree Hill at the time. <laughs> I'm like in my zone watching it. Like kind of embarrassed, but like, I it's my Whatever. alone time. So, yeah. I can watch it. All of a sudden, Tyler, like, other friends from Clearfield all walk in and they're like, what? And I'm like, what are you guys doing here? And I'm like, not crying. Yeah, exactly. Like you're interrupting my me time. What are you doing? <laughs> Anyways, I never went to seminary, right? So whatever. But I remember being in like a physical ed class, lifting in the weight room. And I don't know who it was, but it was like the head seminary teacher, whoever it was. Legit pulled me out of class. And essentially like threatened me saying like, hey, like you've had this many absences. If you don't come back, like you're out, you're gone. So me being a little hothead. Also, just actually think about it right now. That is like so rude. Inappropriate. And, like, inappropriate. Yeah. Right? I'm like a 16 year old kid. I don't know what I'm doing. Also,
2: this is seminary and doesn't even count towards your graduation of it's a, high it's school. It's a home
0: release. It's legit a free period. Like, yeah. Dude, I can do what I want. Anyways, I took that. In a very disrespectful, rude way. So I was like, "Yeah, screw you, dude. I'm not going back." You know. So, anyways, I got kicked out of seminary. That's how that happened. So then I go the whole next semester not in seminary, and then senior year, yeah, like all my buddies are going on missions. The age limit changed to 19 to 18, so it's like very fresh on our minds because it's coming up. So I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I gotta get my act together. Yeah. So yeah, I'd like I did a bunch of packets or some
2: bullshit.
0: (laughs) I graduated from seminary.
2: Read the whole Bible, come back.
0: <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so I guess what I'm trying to say is I grew up very inactive, but also with the mindset of like, oh, I'll go on a mission someday. And then, like I said, all my friends are going, I'm going to go.
2: Was it something your parents encouraged you to do or it was just more like social pressure?
0: I wouldn't even say I felt pressured. That's the oh. weird thing. Because like, I was like wanting to go on a mission. Okay. It was like my own choice for sure.
2: Because of your relationship with the church.
0: Yeah, and like there was like, like things that I can remember of like little events that my dad would make me go to. Like not trek, it wasn't trek. You're right. I've never been
1: on trek before. Have you? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, that was.
0: But it was like it was one of those rain. like war things. Let's go out in the woods and like have some people share their testimony, stuff like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, this actually feels pretty good. Like maybe that's a sign. I liked how I felt. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was like my realization. But anyways, what I'm saying is, like, I never really felt, like, super in it my whole life. You know what I mean? I never felt like it was in my blood. Like, I'm a Mormon through and through. This is my life. Because I never really saw that, personally, right? So anyways, the wait. I guess real quick, back to, like, why I left the church. During those phases of high school, you know, stuff would happen. I did stuff with a girl. Let's oh, okay. just say that. You yeah. know what I mean? We got yeah. I know
1: what you mean. Yeah.
2: Do you know, do you know what it means? I have no idea what it right, means.
1: Cool. <laughs> I did stuff with a lady.
0: His girlfriend does <laughs> <laughs>
2: stuff. Getting high. This happened when
0: I was like 16 years old, you know, time goes by and like I said senior year I wanted to get my act together. Nothing happens with the girl from there. Like it happens, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I never talked to my bishop about it, right? I went the whole year, or whatever, you know, I thought that was fine. Come time to get ready for the mission, I'm feeling a little guilty. I'm like, hey, I should probably go have an interview with the bishop. You know what I mean? They make, the, I want to be worthy. I do that. I let him know, hey, this happened a year ago. Do you want me to explain it? That awkward conversation of like details, you know what I'm saying? This guy's like, no, it's been a year. Like, you're fine. Like, don't take the sacrament for a week come back we can talk and if you're feeling good you're good to go so i really i, I respected that that was nice you know what i mean it wasn't awkward it wasn't weird
2: slap on the hand
0: slap on the hand basically, right <clears throat> i go on my mission it's tough it's hard you know Ty, we, we went through that you know not the easiest place to be no but when you're really trying to do it and like you're giving your all it feels good right
2: well, it's service ultimately exactly. i right. loved,
0: I love my mission. I would never take that back. Mm-hmm. but at this point in my mission, it's eighteen months in. I've been in Peru for a year and a half, working my ass off, and maybe a month before this, we got a new mission president, and this guy was completely different than the old mission president that I had. Pretty by the book, also kind of nervous. didn't want to make mistakes. so like legit was very by the book, exactly. right. And I remember it was like general conference or some type of thing that a leader was sharing. Essentially the message was like, hey, if you're not guilty, I'm I'm sorry, if you're not uh, worthy, you won't have success. Like if you haven't shared your sins or whatever, confess them, you won't have any success. So me being a 19 year old kid, I'm thinking about that interview I had with the bishop. I never explained what happened I never did this. Like, am I not worthy? You know what I mean? Am I not going to have success?
2: You're like gaslighting yourself.
0: Exactly. Like, that's like the pressure I put on myself from the things I heard. You know what I mean? Like, I was able to remember something that happened years and years ago and feel bad about it. So anyways, I'm not feeling good. My companion's really, really cool at the time. I'm like, hey, dude, this is kind of what's going on without expressing what's going on. Like, oh, let's call the president. Like, Let's go talk to him. So I call him. Hey, can I come have like? Can I come talk to you? I explain all of this, and essentially the way it went was like, hey, you might be going home for this after a year and a half of working my ass off. Like I was like in a leadership position.
2: And it's not like you didn't talk to a bishop. You talked to one. And I
0: explained all of that, but I didn't. I I like legit told him like, hey, I didn't give him details. So which is
2: none of his business anyway.
0: Exactly. So in this interview I had with him. He makes me go into details. Like I have to bring it what up. A pervert. Right? So I have to like explain what's going on. I'm like crying. I'm scared. And this dude is legit, in my eyes, threatening to send me home.
2: Right. And embarrass you in front of your whole community back home.
0: There's so many, so many things, you know. So I'm scared. And like also, he's like, I need to send this to my higher ups. I need to get advice from them. You might be going home. In the meantime, don't take the sacrament so like me as a missionary bringing people into the church like see i am now not taking the sacrament people are looking and seeing that like right
2: after they like, just oh. had to talk about being yeah. worthy but they're and... just like oh like
0: what happened to him like what did... you know it's just a big thing bad experience i didn't like it anyways after that things were cleared up i finished out my mission really good loved it like i said and came home from the mission maybe a year into it still going to church doing my stuff, like trying to live the life as a return missionary. Mm-hmm. And my dad, at this point in my family, was the only member of the church. My sisters, my mom, everyone had left. You know, I was like trying to pull them back in. And they're like, no, nah, Tanner, we're okay. My dad mentions something like, hey, have you heard what's going on with so-and-so? I believe his name was like Joseph Bishop. Joseph Bishop was a mission president Back in like the 80s, I think, who then became an MTC president um, in Provo. Oh, yes. I times. heard
2: about this. Yeah.
0: He was in hot water because a victim had came out who was at the MTC training to go on a mission that he was like uh, violating her. Right. Right. Like doing all this stuff. So like the church is in super hot water. All this stuff's going on. Like he's getting sued but I like paid very close attention to this because I wanted to see how the church would react with all this information with this guy. Nothing happened to him, right? They all, they try to find that victim and like make it like like all her issues in the passage, try to blow him up, make her seem like it wasn't valid, all this other stuff, so.
2: Discredit her.
0: Exactly. So I guess long story short, I took that very personally just because of the experience I had and I was, like, trying to do my best. But because it wasn't, like, an embarrassing thing for the church that they could send me home, it was you know what I mean? It like, would only
2: be embarrassing for you and your family. Exactly.
0: Not their name. Not their image. None of that. So it's, like, that's not something I wanted to live my life by, dedicate my life, my future family's life. I just, at that point, I was, like, yeah. I'd... And I started looking into more stuff, literature, all that, everything, you know. We, you know? But at that point, I was, like, it's not worth it to me, like. I don't agree with this.
2: You know, I wonder what the point (coughs) of... I guess I don't wonder. I know the reason. When you're beating people down so much, when they're secluded from their friends and family, they are overworked quite a bit. You're talking about
0: missionary life? Yeah,
2: like, to go and just, like... Essentially not appreciate all the hard work that you did in that 18 months and be like... Then what's even the point? And it's like, well, I've baptized people or I've like had great conversations with people and I've done what I'm supposed to do here. sure true. Why am I in such hot water just because I didn't give graphic details to someone who shouldn't be needing them? True. Like, you know, what what good does that do?
1: It brings up a thought. I don't think I've ever like actually had this thought. This is a brand new thought for me. So I'm going to explore it, like, okay. doing that. Yeah. I feel like... All of us in the church, like including myself back in the day and stuff, like I was like going to be that dude in some way because like the way I see it is that so besides, you were going to be the dude that would ask like, for details. Yeah. You're, you're president. Sure. Not for perversion or anything like that, but literally when I was in the church and when I was on my mission, I felt like God was breathing down my neck the whole time. And I wanted like, I wanted so bad to be, to be like him. Cause that's the whole thing. It's like, we're trying to be like Christ. And Christ is perfect and we can't be perfect, right? We believe that here, but we don't believe that here in the church. I never believed that like on a subconscious (laughs) level, right? I never like really instilled that. I didn't act as if I believed that. I just believed that here. I could recite it to you. I could tell you what I was supposed to believe and everything like that. But at the end of the day, it's like you put so much pressure on everything you do. Every single detail, at least me. Right. Maybe some people, I think the people who really thrive in the church and actually have like good lives and stick to their families and like do good things. They're like capable of like understanding that principle. But me, I couldn't do it. And I think a huge majority of the people out there can't because um, I think, you know, if I were in that position and stuff and this kid is coming up to me and he's feeling the spirit that he has to say something, there's something wrong. It's like, well, that makes me want to think about it.
2: Well, and he's already punishing himself enough.
1: That's oh, and trust me, like I'm I'm not saying that that's in the right or anything. Like I don't think that is, but it's just being lost in the It's like being lost in the fact that like what matters most of all is you're doing what's right. What is right? Well,
2: what you've been told is right. Exactly. Not what like your own moral compass tells you. Exactly. Which I think is way more valuable. You know what I mean? Like, it's the Holy Ghost. Well, what if it's me?
1: Mm-hmm. I I And I think that's what's wrong with, I think, a lot of uh, religious people in general. Not that religion is awful. I think it helps a lot of people. But um, they get lost in the fact that they, they stop relying on their own intuition. They stop relying on what they think is best. And, like, they stop relying on that interpersonal relationship they have with god whatever that might be right and they end up acting as if this new president you know like this new president where they're like this i don't know what to do like i have to look at all the books and i have to do it by the book and i have to make sure it's everything perfect otherwise i'm going to be punished kind of thing otherwise i'm putting your like soul at risk because you haven't done this thing it's like it's on me you know it's all that pressure
2: it's people's literal salvation exactly so that's not just like a You can't have a candy bar today. It's like you can't live to the next life. And if you're a parent and your kids are no longer in it, you can't even be in the same kingdom as them sort of thing. So it's like there's so much pressure to keep your family in it. You're like those around you and you know what I mean? Because you want to be able to see them in the afterlife. Yeah. And so the weight of it all is just so intense.
1: Oh, dude. That's why I'm bald. I swear, I swear, it's why I'm bald. Like I lost all my hair, and I think that's why. Like I really stressed so hard about it. Like, sure, <laughs> maybe a little bit of nutrition, maybe the terrible waters in in Mexico City, whatever, uh, all the pollution. But at the end of the day, dude, I was stressing every day of my whole life out there, not because of anything anybody did to me, but because I needed to be perfect. I needed to be good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like so. I have so much empathy for people who make all these mistakes in the church, not like mistakes like this Joseph Bishop guy, but yeah. in the sense of like just like trying to be the guy who governs the souls of people they're in charge in charge of. Dude, that's got to be tough. But like it, realistically, I
2: think one thing they're really missing is like any sort of understanding about how psychological, like psychology oh, yeah. works. Sure,
0: it's not wrong. So like and like personally, again, I think with these type of experiences that are all very personal. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And to be honest, I just came to this realization right now after sharing that, Mm -hmm. because I'm grateful that happened to me. You know what I mean? Like that was shitty, you know, it wasn't like good feelings. Right. But looking back at it now, I was like, who knows if he would have just been like, hey, you're okay, you're good to go. What if he had a different response and I would still be in the church? Don't get me wrong. I'm happy I grew up in the church I loved my mission. I loved the things I went through, but I'm very happy to not be in the church today. And that I I still remember that moment where I told myself just me, Hey, you know what? We're not doing this anymore. That was the biggest weight off my shoulder. Like Tyler, what you just shared that you were stressed every day. You had to be perfect. You had to do this. You know what I mean? That sucks. Yeah. Man, nobody can do that, you know?
2: Yeah. So just, the bar is too high. Yeah,
0: so for just me like being like, "You know what? Like screw you, dude. I am a good person and I don't need you to tell me I'm, you know, you can't judge me
2: because I did a human thing exactly. with someone I like care about or exactly. liked or whatever." Yeah.
0: So like that was my biggest thing where I was like, "You know what? Like I can do whatever the hell I want. I'm going to continue treating people in a great way, try my best to not be an asshole." And that's Perfectly fine. So I'm happy that happened. I was gonna
2: say it sounds like you've found that right, yeah. but how have you, um, kind of to the same as what you've been saying? You have found this new like belief system for mm-hmm. yourself. What is yours, or is it still?
0: I'll be figuring honest, it out. Like I, we were talking about the mission. It was awesome, but it was hard work. It was draining in every sense that you can think of, spiritually included. So honestly, since that's happened, I'll be honest. I like kind of focus more on my happiness and what I want to do. And I haven't really put much energy towards the spiritual side of things. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I yeah. still believe there's something. I still believe like, you know, there's more that I can learn, but I don't know. Yeah, no one knows. No. Like, I, no know one mean? does.
2: Yeah. That's the thing I think is that it's, we all believe in what serves us yeah. and what comforts us. And what works for us individually, I would like to mimic what you said is I didn't have a bad childhood. I didn't like growing up in the church. It wasn't bad. There were some things I would have preferred to be different at times Mm. with like gender roles in that. Um, But I think ultimately, I'm just glad that I'm doing what's best for me now at this point in my life. You know, like
1: the way I describe it And I really don't mean to be disrespectful. It's just like the way I view it. I think that some people thrive in religion because they're able to disconnect themselves from culture and doctrine. And they do it healthily and everything. I can't discredit those people because they exist, right? And I'm not going to act like this is the truth for everybody kind of thing because that doesn't exist, including in the Mormon church. You know what I'm saying? But the way I describe it is like, I'm not going to ride a bike with training wheels anymore. I'm also not going to fight in base form if I know how to be super Saiyan. You know what I'm saying? Like, This is not going to happen. Help it's me just understand like, what you're saying. Um, it's evolution. That was great. I needed it. It taught me okay. so much things. Kind of like it yeah. probably taught you. But at the end of the day, it's like I like riding my bike without training wheels. I can do that now. And because of that, I can mountain bike and I can go down like huge trails and maybe do a backflip and stuff. It's like that just puts you in a box, I think.
2: Yeah. Making uh, your own decisions instead of making your decision based off of X, Y, and Z. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I'm not even lying. Like, I like it still. I mean, I go every so often. I mean, I don't really love going so much, but it is a peaceful place. Um, I'll read. I read the Bible a ton, actually. Um, it's the principles you learn there. There's something to it. I mean, there it is true in some ways, in a lot of ways, not in a literal sense. I think if you're looking at it literally, that's a very dangerous thing to do. But if you're looking at the principles it's trying to teach and you see all of it as one big parable, you're going to get a lot out of it. You know what I'm saying?
2: That um, people were murdering each other and like the stuff like that. We just shouldn't be doing that. It is a parable. Yeah, I think, well... <laughs> like.
1: Well, at the end of the day, the it's Bible's
2: like, a scary place.
1: <laughs> like, oh, for sure. Well, like, okay, let's let's just take this as an example. I'll take like a little bit of time, right? So Moses, right, leads his people out of Egypt, right? And into the desert, which is a super interesting thing because they didn't they don't go straight to the promised land, right? Which they probably could have, and they probably could have skipped all that in the story, but they didn't. They did it for a reason. Right. And in um while they're in the desert which is kind of a state of chaos without any foundation, which is something we all went through leaving the church, yeah. by the way. You're in one state, you leave that tyrannical state, go into chaos, just the desert, right? And then you end up in a better place, like the promised land. It's like the same thing that happens in the Lion King. When Mufasa dies, he goes literally into the desert, goes and finds the Kuna later. Anyways, so that's kind of like the base state of that. That's a principle, right, that we're supposed to learn. And then... While they're in the desert, uh, all these snakes start attacking all the people, right? Um, and they go to Moses. All the guys go to Moses. They're like, hey, can you like talk to God and like see if he can stop this? And so Moses goes and talks to God. He says, hey, like stop the snakes. And God's like, and the, and the interesting thing is God could have just like made the snakes go away because he sent the snakes mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Uh, but his directions were to create a bronze image of a snake, put it on a stick, set it in the ground. And anybody who wants to be saved from the snakes has to go look at it. It's like, what do we learn there? What's the principle? Like, don't take that literally. What is the principle principle is like, look at the thing you fear most. Otherwise it's going to bite you, right? You find that it's like, there's a lot of wisdom in the Bible in that sense. And that's what I mean by don't take it literally. Like, but look at it that on principle. Isn't harmful
2: when the narrative is that it is all factual?
1: That's what I mean. It's like, don't look at it literally. That is harmful.
2: Yeah. But I think what people only know about the Bible is that it was true. Exactly. You know, and so I think it's so easy. If that's what you're going into a nonfiction book with, you just take it literally.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's – that's I think that's a huge problem. And that's what I have to say about it is, like, dude, I'll still read because I look at it that way. Personally. like Yeah, personally, right? right. Like, I, I don't – So you but, are
2: – you're hunting for the principles and the, like, value from the story yeah. not to read it as an, ed, like, historical
1: Yeah, like a ledger, book. like yeah. what happens, like, dude – Adam and Eve, who knows? Like the principles in Adam and Eve's story are crazy. You know, if you look at the symbolism and everything like that. And I believe there's a lot of like, like I said, I've spent a lot of time looking at like why I felt the spirit reading these things, Mm -hmm. why I felt the spirit a part of this thing, because I didn't want to feel like my whole life was a lie, right? And maybe I'm looking really hard, but there's a lot of like historians and people who were religious, um, people who actually have massive degrees that study the um the ancient sea scrolls and study the bible and found the 44 different missing books that were supposed to be in the bible that say look this is just parables this is like people who took a lot of shrooms and then put down what they like learned but like in a way that people could understand it
2: is that true I didn't know that.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like they're like people who have studied that kind of stuff. They're like, dude, more than likely, this is just like, like mushroom rituals drugs. and people like, like, yeah, drugs, drugs. trips, <laughs> like good drugs. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, Damn. good stuff. Anyways, that's what I have to say about it, and that's what I would think. I still get a lot of value out of it, but in a completely different way than I used to.
2: Yeah, I can't remember any stories from the Book of Mormon or the bible because i don't think i was ever listening that's fair
0: it's actually pretty cool
2: that's what i hear
0: like i've honestly had the thoughts like you know game of thrones lord of the rings like all those cool action-packed movie series
2: do it about the mormons if
0: they did a book of mormon series dude that would be so dude, cool nephi and Laman. that dude cuts <sighs> off the guy's head in like chapter two <laughs> you <know what> <laughs> yeah. like that is That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. But the fact that we, like, (laughs) grew up, that's our religion. This dude's just cutting off heads. Like, that is wild to me. Uh
2: And that we're telling little kids about it. Yeah. That
0: is (laughs) wild. Yeah.
2: Good stuff. Yeah. I think it's great, though, that, like, we're all able to be so authentic about our own beliefs and have different backgrounds with it and still be able to be really great friends and just love each other still. Yeah. You know? And I think... I think more than anything, that's kind of what I wanted to get across with this episode specifically is that like we're all good friends and we have very different values and points of view and it can work. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I think the more we talk to each other and get to know each other, the more we'll care about each other. Say each other again. Each other.
1: Each other. Oh, you want me to say it? I don't know. Each (laughs) other. All of
2: us. (laughs) But no, I... I'm grateful for you guys being here, and we should end it on a light note, though. What's like a hmm? What's a question I can think of? Time of your birthday's next week. It's true. You got any fun plans?
0: We were just talking about that. I want to go camping or something.
2: Can I come? Yeah. Will you? I don't know how to camp, but I'll do my best. You just
1: sleep in a bag. To <laughs> stay warm by a fire.
2: Okay. I'm bringing Louise though.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Tyler can't come then. No, I can come. It's fine. Well, I'll
2: have my own tent and sleeping bag and all that. I oh, Yeah.
1: Anyways. So,
2: yeah. So you're not, you're not hyperventilating with the fur in here. So. No, we're totally fine. I'm sorry like, to, I'm like fine.
1: You know to Dude, we were talking, <laughs> Tyler, I don't know. Tyler, were the the you rolling when we were time. talking about <laughs> Maybe, that? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. So at the beginning, we were talking about the fact that everybody just shits on me. I'm like, why? Tyler's <laughs>
0: that guy. We love him. But we shit on him. I mean, as
1: long as you live, you love me and Spider. Yeah,
2: it's, I don't actually. So, I was just um, at Workshop SLC the other day learning some pottery. Cool. And I was meeting new people, and she said something about, like, oh, something just give me shit back. And I was like, I wouldn't give you shit if I didn't like you. Yeah. So, it's like, if we don't like you, you're not going to get shit on.
0: Every good friendship's with some roasts in there. Yes. You got to have the roasts. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's how and you that's show how, you how I feel loved.
1: <laughs> and it might, you know, it might be a little traumatic that now I look for that in my my romantic relationships, but you know, at the you end of the day. You want
2: them to bully you? Yeah, a little
1: bit. It <laughs> needs to happen. Otherwise, I get super bored.
2: But are you dating nice girls or.
1: No, nah, I'm dating nice girls. So. Yeah. all jokes aside, yeah, okay. good stuff.
2: Well, I'm glad you were here, Ob-city. Yeah. Me yeah. too. <laughs>
1: How what? Wa- <laughs> how was it? how
0: was the how was it all? <laughs> who, who spoke better, me Tyler? Yeah.
1: Yes, of course. <laughs> I'd have to give it to yeah. Tanner too, for sure. For sure. Let's sit shit on me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, let's have you guys back though, and let's just play like drinking games sometime. Oh, I'd, I'd love like that a lot. That would just be fun. Shoot the shit. Let's do it.
1: I like shooting shit.
2: Okay, and Alster can join if you want. Play some games. <laughs> I love them. Okay. Thank you.